Welcome back to From My POV with Emily Savard. Today we have a very special guest, head of operations at Peace Collective, Lisa Dieppe. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. This is so fun. We've been friends for a couple years now just through the brand. And obviously, I'm a big advocate for Peace Collective. been wearing their stuff for a long time now. So super happy to have Lisa on the podcast to give her POV on the whole company and everything like that. So why don't we just jump right into it? Where did you go to school? Where'd you grow up? All that kind of background info. So I've been a Toronto girl pretty much my entire life. Um, I was born and raised in Parkdale. Okay. Um, I went to school for finance actually at Ryerson okay. uh, at the Ted Rogers School of uh, Business. Um, so kind of odd that now I'm in operations, yeah. but I guess finance didn't really work out for me. I didn't really like it in the end. Um, so I'm really happy and very grateful that I've had this opportunity to kind of like switch careers. Yeah, for sure. How did you know like it was time to make that switch from finance to operations? Um, so it was more of like I just the opportunity just kind of came about. Right. Um, so I had actually met uh, my two partners now, Yanel and Roman, at a at one of the events that uh, one of our retailers at the time was throwing. Okay. Um, got to know them, became friends with them. And funny enough, like I was just looking at like, what is Peace Collective? At right. that time, I had no idea what it was. Okay. And I was just looking at what they were doing. I'm like, you guys are doing this all wrong. Like you guys could do this wow, a little bit better. Okay. And there were, you know, it wasn't like a big brand or anything yeah. at that time. There was a little bit of momentum, but it, it was interesting to me. So I said, you know what, like, I'll help you out here and there. Yeah. Um, at that time, I was actually working as a fund accountant okay. um, on Bay Street. Um, so pretty boring stuff right. day in and day out. Um, and yeah, I just kind of like took on a little bit more each and every day. Just decided to help them out a little bit more. It's obviously a little bit more like exciting and yes. fulfilling than sitting on a computer definitely spreadsheets every single day and doing the same thing every single day yeah and it's so interesting you say that because a lot of people who i found in this space like have switched careers and they found that their like first job was so boring like they're just like that was not for me and like decide to make that switch also crazy because i never knew the backstory of you meeting you know yeah so, so like that's so <laughs> funny to me i love that um so yeah uh, I think a lot of people don't actually know this, that we're like we've been in a relationship. <laughs> right. Um, and we're now engaged. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's how I actually ended up meeting both of them. Wow. Uh, became, became friends with both of them. And then one thing led to another jump ship from my job and right. also like started this relationship as well. That is crazy. So when you moved over to Peace Collective, were you automatically just like taking over operations or was it like a step by step process to like get to where you are now? It's definitely a step by step because at that time there's only three of us. Right. Um, and maybe one other person as well. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, like growing pains. You do a little bit here, do yeah. a little bit there. Everyone kind of like does like their own responsibilities. Um, it was just like one thing led to another that kind of got me to where I am today. Right. What was the year this was all going down in? 2015. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And was there any storefronts like the one on Ossington at that time or no? Yeah. No, okay. not at that time. No, it was just completely like strictly online. Again, at that time, it was pretty small. Brand. Right. It was just one of those like Toronto brands. But I think, you know, with the Yanal and Roman's like vision, mm -hmm. I think that it kind of propelled the brand to be like, yeah. like 
I would say like an international brand at this time. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very interesting too. I had a phone call with one of my girlfriends from home who loves Peace Collective and I was just saying about my day and like how I was having you on the podcast and she was like, it's so funny because I feel like at first everyone in downtown knew about Peace Collective, but then now everyone knows about Peace Collective. And I'm yeah. like, it's so true, right? Like how it's, it like grew. It's a surreal feeling to be honest with you. Yeah. And even to this day, if I see someone walking down the street and I see someone with our sweater or like wearing a piece right. from like years before, it kind of gives you like chills almost. Yeah. And it's, what's crazy is that sometimes we'll travel and we'll see it in other countries too. And it's it's like it's such a surreal feeling. Very cool. Very cool. And I love that too. My uncles live in Australia and but they are from Toronto. And when they moved, I was saying like, you guys should get some Peace Collective stuff. This is like home is Toronto. And they're like 100% like you need to send us some of that. And I'm like, <laughs> totally. Um, so were there any like challenges that you faced maybe like taking on a new role that you didn't know? And like you said, like kind of putting your hand in all the different cookie jars like that you weren't expecting? A lot of challenges. Yeah. Um, I like to call myself a firefighter sometimes because, you know, sometimes like shit happens. Right. Um, you kind of have to deal with them. You got to roll with the punches. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely the biggest challenge is like learning every single day. Right. Which like I love to do. Um, it's just when there's like a million and one things to do, it's, it's a little bit hard to juggle. Yeah. Um, so I definitely say like trying to juggle everything, everything all at once is definitely a challenge. Yeah. When did you see the growth within the company, like adding more employees and everything like that? Like what year was that? Um, I would probably say it definitely started like in 2016. Okay. Um, 2016, 2017, like when we started to have um, more, like have some of our stores. Uh, we opened our Ossington store first back in September of 2016. Right. Um, then we opened a couple of pop-ups, like one in Square One, which was right. a, bit of a longer term one, okay. one in Yorkdale. Um, and then... Uh, our union station store as well right so, some people don't know that that yeah. there is one at union station i walk yeah, it's, by and it's i'm like hard to damn find, that's why it's so cute though and it fits that vibe so perfectly yeah do you know what i mean and then you guys moving to distillery like i think that was like that's your vibe yeah you know we always want to be in like iconic like heritage yeah heritage places so union station is a heritage building itself right um and given the opportunity to be in distillery that was like a opportunity we could not pass. Yeah, no. Because it's another heritage site. Like, How did that be... even come up? Like So Distillery has always been like one of those places that, you know, it was one of our dreams, like right. on our vision board kind of thing. Um, lo and behold, an op- a space opened up. And so they asked us, do you guys want it? And wow. We said, well, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so we did whatever we could to kind of make that happen. I uh, spent pretty much all of last summer, um, in the last, yeah, I would say last year and just kind of like building it out. Right. Um, just kind of putting the vision together. Um, Yanel has pretty much done all of our storefronts. We okay. don't really work with any other like Wow, that is so like that. cool. Um, and I build all the furniture and right. pictures with his dad inside the stores. Like people just don't know that kind of stuff. Like literally working yeah. from the inside out. Yeah. Like even our union station store as well. We built that uh, with our own hands. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's just an opportunity that you, you can't say no to. Yeah. I was a little bit sad because at that point, it, the Ossington was so close to where I was living, I right? And I could like literally see it from my doorstep. But then I was like, distillery is way cooler anyways. Yeah, it's, it's fine. a much bigger space. Too. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's huge. And like I like the exposed brick wall. Mm-hmm. Like that's really, really cool too. Yeah. Like the whole vibe. Your mission is obviously very unique as well. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so for us, giving back has always been kind of like the heart of everything that we do. Yeah. Um. So for us as a brand, we always want to make sure that wherever we're launching, we always have some sort of philanthropic arm to it. 
Um, so one of our main goals for 2030 is to raise a million dollars for all the different causes and all the different organizations that right. we hold, hold true to our hearts. Um, so right now we give back to kind of a whole bunch of different organizations. Um, our biggest one would have to be to CAMH for mental health. Yeah. So uh, for every garment that you purchase through like our self line, uh, we'll donate 10% to our CAMH. Right. Um, and then we also donate to different food banks around the around Canada, but also into the U.S. as well, which is oh, something okay. that That's amazing. we just started doing in the past uh, year or so. Okay. Um, and then also giving back to UNHCR for refugee aid. Um, so right. again, everything has always been towards like giving back. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, because of COVID, us personally, we can't actually go out and, and volunteer. But right. in the past, we actually have gone as an entire team to go out and lend a helping hand wherever it is. Needed. Yeah, that's amazing. In the different organizations here in Toronto. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, once you know COVID has kind of right. subsided and over, um, our whole team will be back out there, either at the food banks or, you know, working at like the kitchens and stuff like that. Too. Yeah, that's amazing. What inspired that kind of take and that mission for a brand? Because obviously, it's it's a lot easier to start a brand and just be like, I'm going to make these clothes and take the money for myself. And that's it. Right. So like, what was the inspiration behind that? Um, I think for, you know, like his, it's always been like a dream of his to have a give back. Right. Um, it kind of stemmed from his trip over to Morocco when he was a little bit younger. Okay. Um, he was over there teaching English to a lot of kids. And at that time, these kids were missing school because they're going out and panhandling right okay. um, for their families and they found that if you give like if you just feed the kids throughout the day give them healthy meals then they're more inclined to like focus or more mm -hmm. inclined they have more potential mm -hmm. um so he was really inspired by that and just seeing that he's just thinking like how can i help how can i do this in any sort of way um so at the beginning of peace collective it's always been giving back to um, World Food Program. Right. Then we worked with Canadian organizations to give school meals within Canada, um, and then just kind of like expanding from there. So it's it's always been since day one. Amazing. It's always been giving back. Yeah. I love that. You guys have so many different lines, like mm -hmm. NBA, MLB. Then you guys yeah. did NFL this year, and yeah. I was dying internally. Um, but like yourself, one like how do you guys come up with all the different and decide on like oh we're gonna do like a Toronto heritage one or we're gonna do this like how does that come to life? So it's a pretty I would say it's a pretty complex like design system. Yeah. Um, but obviously for us like Toronto and our Canada collection, our what we kind of rebranded as our home is collection, right, has always been like a pillar of ours. Um, so again, along with philanthropic and. And giving back, it's always about like showing pride as well. Yeah. Um, so with the Toronto designs and and some of the other homes or patriotic, I wouldn't say patriotic, but maybe like more fashion forward, like Toronto um, yeah. designs, um, we have a design team okay. um, that Yanel leads. Um, and from there draws inspiration from, you know, what are the tr current trends and then what are the current colors? Right. Um, just seeing what people would want and just basically like design what we would want to wear. Yeah. Because if we don't wear it, we don't want to wear it. Then 100%. Why are we designing it. Yeah, that makes total sense. So cool. What has been your favorite collab so far? If you could pick one. Because I personally like really like the Powerpuff Girls, like the Nickelodeon vibe. Like that was cute. I like that one a lot. Oh, that's a tough one. I know there's so many to choose from. I was like, how would I even narrow it down? There's a lot. Um, All of them has pretty much been. The thing is like each and every one gets better and better. Right. So, I mean. 
I don't know. Can't choose. I can't really pick. That's okay. I just wanted to see if there was one that you're like, oh my God, this is the most amazing clap of ever we've ever done kind of thing. But because they're all so good, it's like hard to choose. It just feels like every like every year or every month there's like a new thing yeah. that we could do. There's like a new new door pretty much that has opened. And it's like, really sick that like all of your collabs are like he- other huge brands, right? Like it's like, like Care Bear. Yeah, like, like it's just like crazy Pros. to me. I'm like your Instagram too is obviously always been popping. Um, when did you guys start to see that kind of grow and like people really interacting and engaging with you guys there? Um, I would say there's actually two clear points. Um, one would definitely be back in, I think is it 2016 when the Blue Jays uh, won the playoffs? Yeah. Or 2015. 2015, yeah. 2015, yeah. Um, when um, Jose Batista did yes, backflip. 2015, yeah. I think that was a time that kind of put us on the map. Okay. Um, so definitely that. And that was also the point of time where I actually ended up quitting my job. So I actually, oh, okay. I actually thank uh, Jose Batista for letting me quit my job. <laughs> thank you, Jose. Wherever he is <laughs> in the world right now. Yeah. Um, and then the second, I would definitely say it was like the Raptors was in 2019. Right. Um, overall, like I think we've been growing steadily. Um, yeah. I think this past two years, like last year and, and now this year, um, our team has definitely been really focusing on expansion towards the U.S. Uh, okay. So we've been growing our like influencer program and our ambassador program. Nice. Um, but overall, like I think what has really propelled our brand, especially on social, has actually been like our mental health line. Yeah. And just spreading more awareness as like obviously with COVID, um, you're kind of like stuck inside. Just yeah. Finding ways to kind of like cope with you know being alone. Totally. Um. So I, I think that's definitely really helped as well. Just kind of like push us into the limelight and push us in front of like more international audiences as well. 100%. And in terms of like posting on Instagram and across your apps, I see on TikTok you guys are starting up yeah. there. more. I love it. Yeah. I'm also like trying to get into TikTok now. I'm a little yeah. behind. But what like what's the thought process there? Like what you post day to day? Like is there a certain scheme you guys follow? Or is it just kind of like whatever the vibe is? Um. The thing with Inst- like I think the thing with social is like it's so dynamic and right. the trends change so fast. So our marketing team has done a really good job to try and, you know, stay on top of the trends, but then also always trying to tie it back to giving back or spreading more awareness about like the things that we're trying to do. Right. Um so it's it's just a mixture of different types of content, whether it's like comedic relief, whether it's like product or showing case like showcasing like new launches or even like outfits yeah um so it kind of falls into like those types of categories but also trying to be like relevant and not being like hey like buy this buy this but it's also like right hey this is what we do this is who we are did you guys see like a crazy spike in your sales with sweatsuits when COVID hit yeah because everyone, because everyone's living, everybody and everyone wanted home. a cute sweatsuit. Yeah, Do you and know what I mean? Wanted, like a matching sweatsuit. Exactly. Yeah. That's when, like, because I feel it's hilarious to me because I feel like before COVID, like people were kind of like, "Oh, matching sweatsuits are cool," but like, what do I need that for? Yeah. And then that was like the look. Yeah, exactly. Now it's still the look, and I don't think sweatsuits. I don't think will it's ever ever gonna go out. Ever leave like everyone has found comfort like why the hell would you leave no it's so true and it's like you can wear that comfort in so many different settings now which i think is like even better yeah and you don't actually have to think about like your outfit you can just say i want that sweatsuit and you're done yeah and totally dress up dress down remember i really wanted that pink matching bubble gum one that you guys had it was literally like this color and it was matching and i'm like i don't have a pink one yet but it was sold 
out <laughs> when I went on and I was so pissed. And I was like, this is a joke, right? Like I literally need this sweatsuit, but it's because I like I like to have matching ones of like all the different colors because yeah. you just never know when you're going to need you don't, a different exactly. color kind of thing. So how else did COVID like kind of affect you guys like maybe either negatively or positively other than like the outreach and like the spike in, in clothing? Um, well, another thing that we also did during COVID was we started to sell face masks. Obviously, right. with a lot of apparel brands. Yes. Everyone started selling face masks. Um, so we started to manufacture and sell face masks. So that obviously gave us a little nice, like kind of propelled us a little bit more as well. Yeah. Um, I guess obviously the team dynamic was a little bit different mm -hmm. because everything was so uncertain. Right. Um, a majority of our team, I would say 90 like 98 percent of our team um work from home right um and some of them still do work from home um, which is completely fine i think we've learned how to like adapt adapt to it i think that was probably one of the harder parts as well right is just how do you it's it's hard to like communicate yeah effectively through a screen mm -hmm. um so that's definitely been a challenge but i think now we're we're in a good groove yeah um we have people like have a mixture of like in office and like a hybrid yeah exactly totally so nice um, but yeah, I would definitely say those two things and yeah, the volunteering thing where we as a team can't go out to volunteer. That was yeah, kind of a bummer too, but what it'll come do? back yeah. eventually. What is the most common consumer feedback you get from people when they purchase? Hmm. I think the most common that I've ever come across is probably like how comfy the sweatsuits are. Right. <laughs> Classic I don't know one. I might be biased but like no I, I think, think that would so be a good one. I also was just like thinking that I feel like everyone I talk to always says that like the home is Toronto or home is Canada yeah. is like the most like iconic yeah one because everyone wants just to have like that on their t-shirt you know yeah exactly. I had so many different versions of it where do you see the future of Peace Collective obviously you said like the U.S. you're expanding into them a little bit more um anywhere else you'd like to expand any more storefronts you guys would do if you could hmm I think if we were trying to do another store or trying to open another store, it wouldn't be in Toronto. Okay. Um, I would, we'd go for something icon iconic, like maybe even in Montreal. Oh, that'd be cool. In Vancouver. Um, do you have a lot of consumers buying from like, Montre like Montreal? Montreal we're, we're, we're having like a, I think we have a growing base in okay. Montreal. Um, Vancouver has always been like next after Toronto. Right. Um, it continues to grow too. Um, so definitely like Montreal or Vancouver. Yeah, that'd be sick. That would, that would be what I'd like. But. Yeah, well then you get to go travel and like go visit the stores yeah, there too. Exactly. Like that's like the best of both worlds. That's awesome. So in terms of your role as head of ops, like is that is that like the dream job for you at Peace Collective or would you like to move up from there or is there any space for that? Like how does that look for you? Um. I'm very happy where you're being, at like head of operations. Um, I think usually with operations, it's typically a male dominated yep. role. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I, I, I love my job. Um, I love what I do on a daily basis. It's not the easiest. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely like very fulfilling. It's very satisfying. I have an amazing team that I work with um, where we learn from each other. We learn new things each and every day. Totally. Um, I would say like, yeah, like, for me to grow is just I wouldn't necessarily like want to move into anything else or want to move up I think yeah I, I think I've kind of like where I should be yeah it's just seeing like the journey between like where the company is now and where the company will be in 10 years right 
yeah. which is crazy to because, think about. Yeah, it, it is crazy. But the thing is, is like that's how my role will change. Is right. Obviously, I guess like doing a task that's you know a daily task that's for our size now will be completely different. Right. Ten years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that you and Yanal will always have like a part in it where you're working and doing the dirty work or you will just like maybe step back in 10 years or 20 years and be like okay <laughs> obviously we'd like to step back yeah I would say like eventually um, that would be the goal yeah, yeah obviously we'd like to step back but um at the same time like I, I still think it's really important to like be kind of like boots on the ground mm -hmm. kind of doing that on a daily basis as well just maybe not to the same extent that we are now yeah um, but I still think it's really important too yeah, so. totally. Because that's where you see, like, if there's any inefficiencies, you see firsthand what your team members are kind of experiencing or any frustrations, and you get to experience it yourself. Right. Because that's the only way to, like, make processes or make things better, right? 100%. And I, I actually like that you said that because I do feel like it is very important in a business to have your hand in there somewhere and just know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel like with some businesses, they kind of just like give up the reins and they're like, well, I have a team now and they can do it on their own. It's just like, I feel like it's very important um, for higher ups to be still very involved in like yeah. what's going on, right? Yeah. What is your dream collab? As the last My question. dream collab. If you could choose Ooh. anything in the world, what I would it be? like anything or like any property or any license. This is going to sound so childish. Say it. But it's probably either like Hello Kitty. Oh, that'd be cute. Or Arthur. I oh, that'd be love, fun too. I love Arthur. Like I grew up with Arthur. Yeah. I'm so happy that he finally graduated from third grade. But <laughs> love Arthur. That would be such a good one for like our age group too. Because like growing up with it's Arthur, so it's like iconic. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Same with Hello Kitty. Like love that too. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Damn. It's Hello Kitty. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank this is you amazing. For, me. for all the insight. It's also just so nice to hang out. <laughs> so everyone go follow Peace Collective on Instagram. Obviously, most of you are probably doing that already, but make sure that you check out their distillery district location as well as their Union Station location and get all your hands on the Home is Canada, Home is Toronto, vibes, everything. Thank you so much again. I'll be back next week for another episode of From My POV. Bye.